0: Today, we have a very special guest interview for you. I cannot wait for you guys to hear all of her secrets. We are joined today by Molly Hernandez. Hello, I'm your host, Rhonda Jenkins, influencer marketing expert, event planner, lifestyle blogger, and founder of The Blogger Brunch. This podcast is all about empowering women through community and marketing resources. So get ready to take some notes and let's go. Hi, Molly. I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to be here.
0: Yes, it's going to be so good. We're going to have fun. I am feeling like we're about to share just like the juiciest Instagram and business and growth Secrets. Listeners, get ready. Molly is about to share all of the juicy nuggets with you guys. And you know, I love a juicy nugget. Molly Hernandez, she is on Instagram, Wildly Well Running. And we're going to talk a little bit about her Instagram account because it is a brand new account. So, Molly, I want you to give us just a quick rundown of your new account, what you're all about, and where your new account came from or what your old account was.
1: I'm so excited. I feel like just kind of the growth that I've seen in the past six months has been crazy. Rhonda and I actually met seven years ago when I started my first account. So I have been in the content creation influencer space for seven years and I started out as a travel blogger so I was traveling once or even two times a month and that was everything that I posted about my first three four years of blogging I just posted colorful fun places to travel in your city and everywhere that I was going kind of around the U.S. and even outside of the country and then COVID hit and everything kind of changed I stopped traveling and I mean when I started my blog and my Instagram channel I was still in college. And so I've changed a ton since I was in college, obviously, and just kind of felt a shift with where I was going with my brand and what I love to create and just wasn't as passionate about it anymore. But especially again, when COVID hit, we couldn't even travel anymore. So there was that shift with okay, I can't do what I was creating my content for and then honestly i hadn't seen any (laughs) growth on my channel in probably two years i had been sitting at eighteen thousand and was just pretty consistently losing followers if i'm being honest the only way that i was growing was by doing giveaways was by being in like engagement groups with other bloggers and whatnot so it was a combination of realizing i wasn't still Passionate about sharing my travels anymore, slash COVID changing everything. And then I hadn't grown in a couple years. And so when TikTok rolled around, like everyone, I was pretty hesitant to get on the platform, but I eventually got on it and just kind of started sharing a bunch of random things. And I followed a couple people who were runners and they were just sharing vlogs of them running. And those were my favorite videos to watch. I have been running for almost 10 years now. So I've run almost 10 marathons now. And was training for a marathon at the time. And I was like, oh, maybe I should start incorporating some running videos too. I've talked about running on my other page, but it was never something I solely focused on. I focused on a ton of different things. Travel was my biggest thing, but I also talked a little bit about running, a little bit about clean beauty, all these different things. And on TikTok, I kind of fell into the running content creator space. And I saw after like two months, I had gained 2000 followers. And I was like, that is the most growth I have seen in a couple years. As an influencer. And so then kept doing that on TikTok, and the growth on TikTok has definitely been slower. But after a few months of that, I was like, I wonder if I'm still not growing that much on Instagram because people on TikTok are going to my Instagram and they're not seeing a connection between my TikTok and my Instagram page. And they're like, yeah. okay, I love following her on TikTok because she talks about running. And then I go to her Instagram page, and there's just this disconnect because she's talking about. 700 things under the sun and you're like oh I don't want to follow this person because it's just not the same
0: okay I was gonna ask you about TikTok so we definitely are gonna get into TikTok in a minute but so just like a quick recap you started seven years ago Mm -hmm. blogging, yeah and you were Molly on the move yeah and I have to say I think you're still in my phone as (laughs) Molly on the move as your description or something. So I'll change that. But a couple years ago, you were like, ah, I need a refresh. Like this isn't lining up. I am rebranding and Mm -hmm. you changed your name and your blog and everything to Wildly Well. And -hmm. that was like your new like branding, Wildly Well, like a clean lifestyle. Yeah. And then when did you start Wildly Well running?
1: Yeah. The plan is to, which this is insider info. Um, My plan is to eventually get the handle that I have for the page with 18,000 and switch that to my handle with the wildly well running. I essentially took wildly well running because I didn't have the handle that my page with 18,000 has because obviously I can't have that handle on both. And so when I was thinking about just starting another Instagram page, I was like, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I'm going to Enjoy making content on both TikTok and Instagram for the same thing. And so I was like, let me just come up with a quick name really fast. And it was just Wildly Well Running. And my TikTok handle right now is the same as the one for the 18,000, which is just Live Wildly Well. So my plan is to eventually just get rid of my one with 18,000 and then switch the name from Wildly Well Running back to Live Wildly Well. So everything can be the same across the board. But that was just how I'd come up with
0: it. Okay, the old switcheroo. Yeah. I love that. We have to talk about TikTok for sure because I was going to ask you, okay, you're seeing success with your wildly well-running account, Mm -hmm. and then now you're on TikTok, but actually it was the other way around, and you started it on TikTok. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we are getting into the goods here. I'm excited. (laughs) I think a lot of people are probably listening because you have grown your wildly well-running account account on Instagram Mm -hmm. to now over 11,000 followers in six months. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Shut
0: up. Six months 11,000 followers you guys I have to tell you before this interview I was like okay let me just check out Molly's page make sure I'm up to date and when we planned this interview it wasn't that long ago and she had like just hit 10k and I was like wow awesome Molly you hit 10k like we have to talk about this absolutely and then it's maybe not even a week later and she's already at 11.2 and mm-hmm. I'm shook. And she's just producing really relatable, very niche mm-hmm. content. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about your content and then we'll kind of go back to TikTok. Yeah. So I want to know, and I'm sure the people want to know, they want the juice, Molly. <laughs> what is your daily content creation and posting schedule like? How long does it take you to create the videos? What are you posting? How often are you posting? That's
1: a great question. I really loved the podcast episode, Rhonda, that you just did. I think it was a couple of weeks ago about creating versus documenting. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's something a lot of people don't necessarily realize in their approach to being an influencer. But that was something honestly, I've known I love running for such a long time. I've known I'm passionate about running for such a long time. But when I had first started, as like an influencer and all that stuff. So long ago, I'd always said, no, I never want to talk about only one thing because I'm passionate about so many different things. And so many people were always like, well, what about running? Like, would you want to only talk about running? And I was always like, no, I would never want to talk about only running. I feel like talking about only running would make me either so tired of it or it would take away my passion for it and all this other stuff. And so I feel like having the approach of the documenting versus creating has really been a good mindset for me. And I've definitely created boundaries around running and and the content that I create and everything. If you're like Rhonda and you're just scrolling through my feed and studying my videos, I really have a formula to my videos and the different types of videos that I'm creating. I just recreate, quite honestly, the same type of videos and once i'm able to get a little more time on my hands i would love to create some different ones but for the most part i create vlogs when i am on runs and i'm only pulling out my phone for a certain amount of times on my runs, so i can actually enjoy my runs and be present on my runs then i'm creating day in a live vlogs and then i'm doing a couple funny videos to trending audio that i find on TikTok, and then i'm just posting those over on reels too. So I'm posting every single day. I am usually doing Five to six reels every single week, and then I will do okay. one static post, and that is just because I still like doing images. You know, I love doing photography. That was how I got into Instagram in the first place because yeah. I do really enjoy just photos, and so I do still want to keep some of that element. But I also know that reels is absolutely the way to grow, and reels is what Instagram is pushing out. So that's why I do mostly reels instead of static images. But I really create mostly during my runs, and if I'm doing my day in the lives, there nothing that is overly artistic. I'm not like trying to get the most beautiful shot. I really am just like setting up my phone, shooting something for a couple seconds and getting on with my day. And then I'll try and edit in the morning and post something in the morning. If I can't do that, I usually edit on my lunch break and then get it up around lunchtime or in the afternoon if I can. So that's kind of my formula. I
0: love it. That is the scoop. And you honestly make it sound so easy, but documentation Truly is like the way to go, and it is a different ball game than I think what a lot of us are used to, where it's like you have to plan your post out and you have to oh, yeah. practice your lip syncing if you're yeah. doing your reels. <laughs> yeah. And oh my gosh, I have spent so much time trying to get audio to yeah. line up with my lips. But <laughs> documentation changes the game. So oh gosh, I'll link that episode for you guys in the show notes if you haven't heard that one. It is so, so good and very practical, real things that you can do to create relatable content.
1: Definitely. And I think one more thing too, I have noted that I've done differently on this account versus my other ones is making sure I'm getting on stories every single day and talking to my audience. I usually just do that once I'm walking back from a run. So it's fairly easy to incorporate just because I'll finish a run about a half mile away from where we live. So it's easy just to like pop on. But one of my biggest goals with this account versus just like reflecting on this count versus my other one I think something I did not wrong but thinking about what I would do differently was I really want to make sure I'm fostering the community that I have and making sure they really feel like they know me and know what's going on in my life and how I'm feeling with this training session I'm training for my first ultra and so I really want them to feel like they're part of this journey with me and so I'm making sure I'm popping on even if it's just you know 30 seconds of me saying hi and like checking in with them I really want them to see my face and get to talk with me because I care so much about them and I love getting to talk with them. And so I feel like that's a big difference that I've made in this account versus my other one is making sure that I'm talking with them. And even if I feel like I don't have anything to say, it's literally just like, hey, like hope y'all are having a great day. There's not much going on over here. It's just a normal busy day and I've got training tomorrow. Just wanted to say hi and thanks for being here. Something simple like that.
0: Yeah. And I'll say you can absolutely feel that energy coming through the phone as a follower as someone who has watched you grow and evolve it's like yeah of course i'm watching molly's stories because she genuinely cares you're pouring into your audience just as much as you want them to watch your videos engage with your content you want to be a part of their lives too you're answering their questions you're giving them legit recommendations Mm -hmm. the energy on your page is fire, Molly. You know this, obviously. <laughs> thanks for saying that. Yeah, I love that. So I think you're doing such a great job. And great. I also saw recently that you just did your first sponsored post on yeah. this brand new account, have like skyrocketed to like <laughs> 11,000 followers. That's a skyrocket in my book. <laughs> But tell me what was your thought process? You're like, should I say yes to a sponsored post? This is a new account. Obviously, you're no stranger to sponsored posts. That's mm-hmm. you've been self employed and blogging for a while. But yeah. talk me through like, what did this look like? And what was your decision process for this one? Yeah, that's a really good question. I appreciate you asking
1: it because there was definitely a lot of thought. I started getting brands reaching out probably when I was around six to eight thousand. And I yeah. said, no to all of them. And this was the first brand that I was seriously interested in. They reached out on a gifting basis. And I was like, Mm. Hey, let's hop on the phone. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Yep. We had a really good conversation. And I was just super honest with her. And I was like, hey, this is a brand new account and I'm pretty serious about doing sponsored posts and I'm very selective about the brands mm-hmm. I'm going to be partnering with. And so if I'm going to partner with y'all, one, I want to try out your product before I even you know, show myself using it on my stories or talking about it on my stories. And I want y'all to be able to meet my rates where I feel like I am at. I know I have a smaller follower count. I think we signed the agreement when I was at 8,000 and then within three weeks now I'm at 11,000. Huge deal for them. I knew I was going to keep growing just because I'd seen the growth over. Right now I'm growing at around 800 to 1,000 followers every single week and I've seen that growth consistently throughout the last month and so I didn't want to take the first offer that they gave me so I definitely negotiated a lot with them. Good. But yeah, I was just very, very transparent with them and what I wanted from them. And I wanted it to be a long-term partnership. So this is going to be like a three-month partnership, but I'm excited about it. I'm also nervous too, just because I know on my other account, I think there were a lot more bloggers that were following me um, than there Mm -hmm. are on this one. And so I think... Once we step outside of the blogger bubble, I think there's a lot of stigma around partnerships and people just partner with brands because they want money. And that's so right. not it. You know, I work a full time right. job. I'm not doing anything because I want money. I'm doing it because I want to add value to everyone who's following me. I want to add value to their running journey and value to just their life and the products that they can be introduced to. And so I was definitely nervous just for how it would be received. And I think the way that we can break down that stigma is just continuing to have conversations about it. And there's a couple influencers who I follow, who I feel like just do a really good job about every now and then they'll throw up a box and be like, hey, what questions do you have about being an influencer? Like, I want to talk about it. And, you know, it's kind of my goal with every few weeks, I'm doing just a Q&A on my story. And I want people to be able to feel like they can ask me any questions they want, whether it's about being an influencer, about running, just like about my life. I just want people to feel like I'm an open book, especially with the sponsored posts I just did. I'm probably gonna do a Q&A tomorrow, but I hope people ask me questions about being an influencer if they're curious. And that was kind of why I posted my little PSA afterwards too, because I want people to know I care about them as followers. I am not in this for money. I didn't start becoming an influencer because I want money. I started sharing my journey because I'm so passionate about all the things that I share online.
0: I love it. First, huge takeaway. I am so proud of you for saying, no, I'm sorry, I don't work for Gifted. Yeah. Even if you are a new account, you're like, I have 10,000 followers, A so brand needs to pay you. And that is something that I will preach until the day I die. I knew you'd be proud of if, me, I oh almost my texted gosh, you. Was, I'm so pleased, I'm so pleased. But you know, shameless plug here, pitches to riches is available i'm gonna link it in the show notes for all of my girls who are blogging or starting to negotiate brand deals or you want to please grab that resource literally 37 dollars. you are leaving money on the table working Mm -hmm. for free or not your full rate so get that oh my gosh i'm so proud of you (laughs) that is so good i love this journey i love the progress the fact that you said you're getting 800 to a thousand new followers per week I am sure like mouths just dropped I'm like maybe I should go start a new account which honestly I have been thinking of for my home and DIY projects I'm like I don't care about a lot of this other stuff that I used to post about that I used to talk about and I really loved it but now I don't so much so you know Molly maybe you'll see me with a brand new account soon you just never know okay I want to chat advice what would you tell someone who's thinking i might want to start a new account i might want to pivot my business how did you know when it was right for you what do you recommend to someone who's starting that thought process
1: yeah i think there would be probably two or three different reasons i might recommend someone start a completely new account which i feel like all of these applied to me which is why i would recommend them i think one if you have completely changed your niche I mean when you think about it someone started following you for one reason and now you talk about something entirely different probably makes sense to start a new account that was definitely my case when i was thinking about it i initially started because i was talking about travel and all of these other things and then i honed into one specific niche it really didn't make sense i had eighteen thousand people following me there was a chance that only 1000 of those people maybe even less cared about running so it really didn't make sense for me to continue on that account another reason would be if you haven't seen growth in a long time i think there's a lot of chatter that instagram is dead or you should only be on tiktok and i don't know i have a lot of thoughts about that and again you can definitely cut me off but one obviously (laughs) instagram is definitely not dead but two i think brands are really really comfortable on instagram and they're not as comfortable on tiktok because tiktok is a new platform and so they know how to work with an influencer on instagram they know how analytics work on instagram and they don't know any of that stuff on TikTok. and so i think brands are super familiar partnering with influencers on instagram and so if you want to partner with brands, I think it makes a lot of sense to really keep working on building your Instagram. That's not to say you should not work on building your TikTok too. I think you should work on building both of them, but I don't think you should be neglecting your Instagram just for TikTok. I think you should be working on growing both of them together. But all that to say, if you haven't seen growth in a couple of years, I don't think you have anything to lose. I think that was my fear At the beginning, you know, it took me four more months after I created my TikTok to then create my Instagram because I was like, oh man, but I've built this for six years and it took me six years to get to 18K and I don't wanna throw it all away, which if you start a new account and after a year, even after six months, you feel like you haven't seen any growth or you just don't enjoy building a new account, then go back to your other one. It's not the end of the world, but I feel like you don't have anything to lose just by trying a new account, especially if you haven't been growing, like you genuinely don't have anything to lose. And then the third one, which kind of goes in hand with the second one is if you've built an account primarily by doing giveaways or by using bots or by doing loops and engagement pods, I think now the field of influencers is extremely competitive and brands know how to partner with influencers so a couple years ago they didn't really know how to analyze analytics and they would just partner with anyone but now they're looking for a return they want to see what an influencer can give them and so your analytics really matter but if you only have a bunch of bloggers because you've been doing engagement pods you don't really have the analytics to show forth you can't really show them that you can drive people to their web page or drive people to go and buy a product. And so I would say if your page is just full of people who don't genuinely care what you talk about, you might want to consider building a new page.
0: Yeah, I love that. And especially my community started primarily to serve bloggers.
1: And it's a lot
0: of bloggers. And so it's really interesting. And I'm like, okay, do I need to branch out and find non-bloggers? And it's just an interesting space to be in because I think that's so true for so many women just because of the time frame depending on when you started, like what was normal, how you grew your account, the things you did. And aside from that, having genuine connections with other bloggers, you're like, well, these are my friends, I want to support them. So definitely interesting. I love what you said about not having anything to lose. Truly, you don't. So what does it take you extra time to post on TikTok and on Instagram? Or are you posting the same videos? Or do you mix up your content? Yeah,
1: I'm posting the exact same thing, which is pretty crazy. I love that. I know, which at first I was like, Oh, no, like no one's going to follow me because it's the exact same thing. And I also want to preface and say, I technically started my account in February, and I didn't start consistently posting until March. And I remember because my goal was to hit 1000 followers by my birthday, which is May 11th. And so I hit 1000 followers on my birthday, exactly. And I remember from there, that was when I started to grow. So it technically took me like three months to Start seeing really any traction. I sat in like the low hundreds for a little bit. (laughs) It was like a steady, okay, Molly, just keep posting, keep posting. You don't know what's going to happen. Just keep going. But yeah, I post almost the exact same thing. I will say maybe a couple videos from TikTok don't make it to Instagram. And a couple videos from Instagram might not make it to TikTok just because it's a sound on Instagram that I can't find on TikTok or
0: vice versa. Got it. So mostly the same content. Hey, check out my new VIP done in a day experience. It's custom marketing strategy, one part coaching, and one part I do the work for you. If you're ready to grow your blog or business, this is the fastest way to level up your brand. Check out the link in the show notes. So do you think it would be wise for any lifestyle content creator, lifestyle blogger to consider Picking a niche, doing what you did, stop everything, invest, go all in in one niche, and then in six months reevaluate?
1: Yeah, I do. And I don't think that's to say that you can't be a lifestyle blogger and talk about everything. But I think the way to grow is by focusing on one niche and let's say – If I ever make it to 50K, I think I can expand and I think I can talk about other things because everyone there will see me as a trusted resource because they trust me now as a runner. I mean, that's psychology. If you trust someone in one area, you'll just naturally trust them in other areas too. And so I genuinely think that's the way to grow is to start with one and then you slowly expand as people start to trust you. So yeah, I definitely recommend if someone's a lifestyle blogger and they're struggling in those or they kind of fall into those buckets that I talked about earlier, I would definitely recommend just starting a different channel and just seeing what happens. And I think you do have to give it some time. I mentioned it took me minimum three months just to see any traction on my channel. And then it started to grow from there pretty steadily. But I would just say be patient and definitely stay consistent in cranking out those reels and mirroring them on TikTok or vice versa.
0: Uh, Such good advice. I love it. Okay, I want to wrap up. I told you 30-minute interview <laughs> and we are approaching. Let's Normally, go. No, you know, I could talk to you for a while. Okay, tell us, last question, future plans for your new account and how everyone can find you on yeah. Instagram and TikTok.
1: Yeah, so I kind of hinted at them earlier. My future plans are definitely to get the same name across the board. So I'm hoping by my goal by the end of the year is to have surpassed my followers from my other account. So I'm really hoping I'll be at around 18k by the end of the year. And if I'm not, that's totally fine. I'm not in it for followers or anything. But it is definitely rewarding just to see that other people are resonating with the message that I'm putting out there. But I think once I hit that goal, I will deactivate my other account and get that handle on this one. But yeah, I mean, I would love to start partnering with more brands that kind of carry the same mission and values that I carry. I would love to bring my blog back. I kind of put that one on the back burner for a while. So yeah, I would love to just provide more resources for people. I think I'm at a point where I'm just not able to manage all the direct messages and the questions that I'm getting anymore. Yeah, That's another thing that's just blown my mind with this was I never used to get that amount of direct messages <laughs> on my other account. And now I'm okay, I literally get like 25 direct messages every single day of people just asking questions. And I really need a place where people can just go and find almost every single thing as a resource. Yes. And that needs to be my blog. I would love for it to be YouTube, but right now I just don't have capacity to make 30 minute long vlogs or anything like that. So, really, kind of future plans are to bring my blog back and get that handle um, so everything can be like the same yeah. across the board. But right now, my handle on Instagram is Wildly Well Running, and then on TikTok, it is Live Wildly Well.
0: Okay, so everyone needs to go follow Wildly Well Running. We need to get this girl to 18K by the end of the year. <laughs> So that's our goal. And I bet, Molly, some of my amazing listeners are like, "Mm, she needs an email freebie. And they're so (laughs) right. Molly, you better get on that email freebie train. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But I'm also so excited for you. And I know that you really are such a resource for that community. I have no doubt that they are DMing you all day long, (laughs) asking all the questions, because you're so knowledgeable and willing to share. I could chat with you just all day long, but let's wrap it up. You guys, I'm going to put all the links, anything we talked about in the show notes today, and I'll link Molly's profiles as well. But I hope you guys found this episode super helpful and insightful and maybe just gives you that little boost that you need to go start a TikTok channel or post those daily vlogs, post that new style of content and hope this was helpful for you. Molly, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for having me. As always, thanks for listening to the Blogger Brunch podcast. You can find the link to today's show notes in the episode description, and you can always find more resources and ways to grow your brand at thebloggerbrunch.com and on Instagram at thebloggerbrunch.